Hello and welcome to When Will It End, a podcast where me, Josh Landis, and my dear friend Charles Hobby, we congregate frequently in Pittsfield, Massachusetts, other times in Rosslindale, Massachusetts. Potentially Boston. Potentially Boston. And it's great because a lot there are a lot of movie podcasts out there, but rarely are there movie podcasts where it's by Massachusetts Coastal. Right. Wait, Coastal? Well, there isn't really a coast where I'm from, but you know, it's uh, the other side of the state. Yeah. From almost Albany to the Atlantic Ocean. Oh, yeah. That's a song, right? From almost Albany to the Atlantic, I pledge my heart to thee. When will it end? Wow. That's really good. Jaws 3 is a piece of shit. (laughs) All right. So we're a movie podcast. We watch movies from movie series from start to finish. Uh, we start with number one, go to number two. Right now we're on number three. Right. And, and I want to say, like, if you followed the podcast, you know that the third movie has often been a rallying point for a franchise. Well. Shrek 3. Shrek the third. Gold member. Gold member. We lost it with Star Trek. Star Trek was a hard miss. Um, and... I, I would argue Maze Runner 3 is maybe the weakest, but still good. But we also, we can't really, that's a very different sort of series. Well, they, that's like a plotted out thing. Yeah. This is, we were talking about how, you know, at the, the top of the Jaws franchise, this is not a serial story. Right. It's just a big hit movie that inevitably spawned this wave of imitators and, and successors. Jaws 2 totally retinkers the formula, makes like a smoother, sleeker, maybe sillier, but more entertaining movie. And now we arrive at this pile of pig shit. <laughs> and I don't even know what to say about this. We have to like, okay, first off, we were eerily prophetic. We were. Okay. Our this questions at the cool. end of Jaws 2 were, will be more sharks? Answer, we got it. yes. Nailed it, though not really. We'll talk well, about that. Well, it was that. confusing. And and uh, will there be the descendants of Martin Brody featured as the successors to the Jaws we brand? Fucking yes. nailed it. We were like, maybe they're going to go to college somewhere. And a little older than college, but well, no, one of them's in college. I that's think. true. Yeah, yeah, Sean. Yeah, we have Which Sean is... and Mike. So even though this was five years later in real universe, they seem much. They're much, much older because what? Sean's maybe eight in jaws sean is a child if that yeah maybe five six uh, somewhere in there he's now uh something in college right so the the gap in the movie years is like 15 years or something which is fine it doesn't have to it doesn't have to be synchronized with time hey why who am i to shackle the jaws franchise to you know reality itself well yeah i mean there's no big shark in reality well we've talked about jaws science i think there are big sharks that's real yeah but jaws science is i still megalodon that's good. The Megalodon. The... Don't worry, we're not going to watch the Megalodon for this for this series. We're also not going to watch Mr. Hans Opus as much as I'd like to. Yeah, we're going to. You're backtracking all of your promises. Yeah. This is hey, make a lot of promises. Go, oh, we can do it. We can do a bonus. Yeah, we'll that's do a why I've had so many girlfriends. We'll do a bonus. Can't hold my promises. We still have girlfriends in this episode. Too. That's true. Okay, we're still there, but they don't know about our back. I mean, we, we're not going to do. Mr. Holland's Opus. Do you think they'll stay with us? I honestly don't know. Fuck. Allison, if you're listening, please just wait. We need to talk. We can we, talk about this. He can explain this. it. I can explain. Look, I know Josh very well. He'll explain it. Yeah. She's a Holland head. It might be. Really? Yeah. Wow. And, and never, she loves his fucking Opus, too. Never met a Holland head. Really? But I mean, I can imagine if I were to meet a Holland head, they'd have to love the Opus. I mean, hey, it's sort of the big deal. That's his whole thing. Right. Yeah. Mr. <laughs> So I was saying, is this the first film in the entire series that where we've both taken bathroom breaks without pausing because we were just trying to whittle down the hour thirty eight to credits? Yeah, you were like, wait, if if I leave, are we allowed to keep the movie rolling? And I was like, you know what? If you leave in a movie theater, you're not going to go to the projections booth and 
like say, hey, when I wave my hand, please hold film. You said none of this in our interaction. Please hold film. Hold film. And then I'll be back and I'll wave my hand again. And you start I've, tr- I've actually tried. What, what happened? I, I was uh, punched. By whom? The projectionist. Wait, he would, did he hold the film to then come punch you? Yeah, in the said, bathroom. stayed right there. So it's you like, thought I he was holding the, the film. Yeah. Because, no, I got oh, punched. you still run. That's nice of you. Well, I realized I had a window there. Right. Yeah. And then he just found you in the urinals. And, and beat me. Jesus. He savagely beat What me. movie theater was this? Uh, this was in Budapest. This was in Budapest. And the film was Minions. You say Budapest the way my dad Budapest? says Budapest. Yeah, yeah, like a cultured man. Right. A man of the world. My dad's that kind of loser that when we go to Montreal, he speaks French. That's awful. Even though he doesn't know how to speak French. I was with someone once in St. Louis, and this person is no longer a friend of mine. Not because of this incident, but this didn't help. But we were, you know, getting uh, food somewhere, and he said, I'd like a burrito. A what? Burrito. A burrito. My friend is, is perhaps goes without saying, a white nerd trying to pull off something that no one asked him to do. Was he like one of the white nerds in Jaws 2? Um, in the sense that he uh, likes avant-garde music, and yeah, like like the dweeb reading the Arthur C. Clarke novel. Yeah, that was a great. Shirt. We didn't talk about that in his paisley shirt. Yeah, in um, his paisley face. If you can't tell from the the flow of this so far, Jaws three is a nightmare to talk <laughs> about. It. it was so boring. So here's here's I'm just we're gonna talk about it, but imagine just to set the scene. If you didn't see it, which you should, no, no, you you, you should you should not you see should. Jaws three. No, um, imagine. All the moments of a movie that are taken out, like they make a movie and then they're like, well, this is maybe they're writing the script. And they're like, okay, so this is all the groundwork that we need to think about when writing the plot of a movie. You know, all the like the construction of things, the world building, like literal world building, like the show, like making a, a park, like in Jurassic Park. You know, we don't see them I'm literally like, yes. fabricate but the materials to build the park. Screenwriters are probably like, "All right, this is this is the space that we're in, and we're think we have to think about how they built it, the doors, all this, the fences, all these things, and then we can play in that space." Jaws three is the opposite, where they made a movie about the bullshit constructing of a world. Well, it, they make all these efforts to do all those things that I love. Like we see maps, we see like spatial relationships. Theoretically, we're given this overview. And like, okay, so to up the ante from Jaws and Jaws 2, we're now at SeaWorld, which is very funny to watch in 2019, where it's like common knowledge that SeaWorld is the Auschwitz for like sea mammals. It's like a very ugly, horrible place where creatures are mistreated by assholes. And now watching it now, those are the protagonists of the film are those assholes that we know now from our historical vantage point are complicit in essentially a, a, a brutal crime. So it's Shamu. Right. It actually had the like, Sad floppy fin, right? It, like, it that is was SeaWorld. literally SeaWorld. We're seeing like abused, just defeated creatures living in what we now know is a hellhole. Yeah, so like, is, that's it we're is going fun. into it with that. It is fun. So like, where thirty years ago we might have just or twenty thirty thirty years ago we might have just been like, oh cool SeaWorld. Now we have the added bonus of being like, oh fuck, this isn't SeaWorld, right? Well, it's like you know, it, 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 I get the the pitch is like. It's Jaws in SeaWorld. Right. The main attraction is death getting eaten Right, the main attraction. And now I'm like, Jaws, fucking burn it down, bro. Yeah. Burn it down. Lady Jaws Jaws in this movie. Sure. Hey, a lot of representation in this movie. There are finally black actors with speaking roles in this movie. Yeah. One of whom dies. Yes. Sorry, there are two, half of which die in the movie. Sure. And then there's a woman shark, a mother shark. 
I would say that for uh, the black actor, he is the only one that gets a cool death scene. You've seen Jaws 4? No, 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 I'm seeing, sorry, in this movie, like, oh, yeah. only literally four people die in the whole movie. It's insane two of them, how boring this movie is. <laughs> two of them are off screen. One of them is a man is hiding in a mouth, and then suddenly blood erupts. Nephew has the best death scene. Oh, yeah, that, that's another wonderful part of the representation. There are two black characters, and we learn that they are related. Yeah, Jesus. It's a very good movie. Louis Gossett Jr. is in this and is sort of doing a whole thing. Uh, Which one's he? He's Calvin. He's the park owner and operator. Okay, yeah, he's definitely doing a thing. Right. Uh, it doesn't. It's not really clear what his thing is. <sighs> it's bad. It's not great. It's a bad thing. It's vaguely Cajun-inflected? Because like Calvin Bouchard or something. He's like doing some like, due to technical difficulties, the park's been closed. And it's like, <laughs> really what, bad. what is this? We don't even know where it, does, where does it take place. Do they I say? I think Florida, but okay. they, they don't say. Right? I mean, I, God. I don't know. This movie is wild. So, okay, um, as many know, Jaws 3 is also known as Jaws 3D. Yeah, it's and, weird that it's been changed to Jaws 3 because Jaws 3D is Well, what you it can't is. sell a blue a 2D Blu-ray and call it Jaws 3D. That's not... Right, but you can sell a 3D Blu-ray and call it... Maybe, do you think the 3D Blu-ray is called Jaws 3D? You know what? Wow. We'll have to find out. We'll have to look this the, up. By the way, this level of tension about captures the highest levels of uh, of what's... The, of Are drama. you done welding? There's literally an extended Not yet, welding honey. scene. To show the passage of time in this movie, they cut between the same shot while ominous music plays back and forth and back and forth. Of men standing. There's so much. Okay, so I, I said this during the screening. None of the other movies in the series have control rooms, which are the absolute hackiest bullshit right. for any action or, or drama or thriller. Sure, it's sure, to have sure. scenes of people staring at screens, waiting for things to happen. Yeah, Star Wars has those. Well, that they're essentially in one big control room. Right, the and Death Star. The beauty of Jaws and Jaws 2 is that they're never safe. They're never behind a screen. They're they always in out in it. And in this movie, there's a lot of people looking at screens. Now, they do manage to make something of that in the climax of the movie, which they save for literally the last four minutes. I'd say less than four minutes. Maybe three minutes of the movie are interesting. Yes. And it's the last three, which I guess is sort of an accomplishment. But the, 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 the control room is smashed in the most bizarre and <laughs> shitty 3D manner yeah, possible. Yeah, it's really good. Uh, yeah, um, imagine a, a, non, a non-moving shark getting slowly bigger on your television screen and then slow motion shots of the four main characters left alive going no oh my god and then smash and all the 3d effects look like sega genesis graphics it's shit and they they're literally just doing close-ups of everything that's phallic that is pretty true yeah well like really thin phalluses can you imagine like a six foot long two inch wide phallus or like a, a trumpet mushroom a trumpet mushroom? Like a thin stem and then sure, a large sure, sure. cap. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. It's that kind of thing. Or a trumpet, even. So here's something that I hated about this movie, and, I, and I, I complained about this during the screening. The rules of the shark keep changing, where frequently the shark is insanely fast and crazy and mm. teleports around the park. And they, whenever we're actually with the shark, it is moving so slowly. Yeah. Like, so incredibly slowly. And it, it, it drove me crazy, where I'm like, I get they're trying to be more audacious with the effects and their ability to interact with the shark, but what it leaves us with is, like, the shark is this, like, big fucking Subway sandwich floating around the bottom of the ocean like a turd. <laughs> Which does match the tone of the rest of the film. It is a dull movie. 
it is just not interesting. So we did get the one thing that we did get right. We got a lot right was when we we did mention that Mike and Sean are back. Um, they're older now. One of them is in love with uh, another woman who works at SeaWorld with him. The, the lead biologist. Yes, who is a doctor and makes it known to yes. the misogynistic Australian filmmaker. They have a snooty nature film documentarian character, but he's a very strange character because he seems antagonistic, and then it's just sort of like a dick, sort of. Like, he doesn't ever really blossom into being... No one dies because of him. And no. in the first two movies, people die because of selfishness or greed. And in this, he's just sort of a dickhead who dies because he's greedy. Yeah, and then you're supposed to feel bad because Hatchet Harry... His buddy, the great P.H. Moriarty. It's so cool. Yeah, he's, he's my, yeah, he was great to... Like, he carried me through a lot of it. Well, the, the, the dumb shit snooty guy's like, we'll lure the, the shark with our own... as a live bait. And the guy's like, I just don't feel good about that. Yeah. He's like, I just don't think we should do that. He's like, yeah. it's fine. He's like, all right. All right. We're, we're, yeah. Okay, I trust you're, you. You're going to get it. Um, yeah, so we get to see our our brothers back, back in action. Uh, Sean is deathly afraid of being in the ocean. Right. And you know the only reason why he would ever go back in? Trying to get that ass. Yeah, get that get that tight hole. <laughs> Woof. Leah Thompson, of course, from the Back to the Future movies, is in this as a, a kind of a woefully underserved character. Yeah. One of the uh, jet skiers who does the human pyramids at SeaWorld. Sure. And she falls in love with the sort of bland personalist Sean who's now a cowboy from Colorado. Yeah, interesting take Real on weird. that character. Yeah, and and uh, she's like, come on, don't be a fucking pussy, get in the water. Maybe we'll fuck in the water. And he's Whoa. like, well, I guess I'll overcome the most horrible thing that ever happened to me that also ruined my father's life and sort of my brother, though he's rolling with the punches pretty well. He is doing pretty good. But honestly, yeah. I think that's, I think that makes, that's the only character arc that continued well, I think. I think he did show the most promise as a seaman and the least like he would give a fuck about trauma like it's always the little boy that's helping his dad deal with alcoholism and regret that's true mike is at this point living his own life sean is still caught up in his father's uh brokenness. yeah but even back then like mike was always off on his own and like wanted to be on the water he was a good sailor i'm sure like sean was traumatized at the age of whatever we decided five to eight and probably doesn't want to learn how to sail now Right, which is and, very and it's sad. heartbreaking to think about a, a Brody not sailing to be a coastal boatman. And we have we have the great Dennis Quaid now playing Mike uh, Mike Brody. He's hopping on and off those jet skis with a dubious level of uh, proficiency. <laughs> Fear and uh, yeah, it's so bizarre. So he he. Oh, but is... no, no, hold on, hold on. We also lose Sean and his love yeah. interest Leah Thompson disappear after she's bitten yep. by a shark, and they're out of the movie. Much in the same way that they're out of the movie in Jaws One. This is true because yeah. he also goes into the hospital. And is never seen again. No, was that Sean who gets the shock, or is that Mike? No, sorry, that's what I'm saying. Oh, yeah, sorry, it's changed from Mike to Sean, but similar, just like one Hold of. Hold on, the... you just pointed out something really important that Mike was also traumatized at a similar age to Sean, but did not have remotely the same amount of PTSD that Sean has. That's true. Maybe inconsistency just... in the series. That's not true. Yes, all boys are different. <laughs> that's Charles's website. Like, if he's, my... a boy, he's a boys' rights. Activist. My brother's such a little turd. Like, if. Like, okay, I'm more of a Mike. I feel like if I had seen, I mean, we have it real. Like, I saw the same bullshit that my parents put on us. My brother's a little sissy that's been living in the same house for his whole life, scared to Does move Phil away. Does listen to this? No, he doesn't. He okay. Doesn't He's fine. Don't worry about it. Uh, my, Mike, my older brother, has listened now and is now sort of mad at you for taking shots. 
at you him. You like Sam more than you don't of course love Mike. I do. Okay. I don't love Mike. Can you throw Mike a little bone here? Like we can be friends or I can oh, love sure. him? Oh, sure. I mean, I'd love to hang if you're listening. <laughs> but like, I'd love to what, hang. you live in like, what, Virginia now? North Carolina. That was yeah. a beautiful olive branch. Yeah, I love we can, we can hang out. I, I, I'm just saying like Sam makes, he gives me hugs when I see him. And this is true. He's taller than me. So Mike, if you're listening, hug Charles more. Yeah, and grow a little. All boys are different. All boys are different. But anyway, yeah, my brother and I experienced similar traumas. And look at me. I'm normal. My brother's a little coward. Yeah, I'm looking at you right now, and it's just like normalcy itself. Yeah. It's like I ripped out the encyclopedia page for normalcy, and I'm holding it next to you. One and the same. Do you think... Normal... Normalcy. Yeah. Like in Jaws. Ooh, because they're the friggin' sea, and the yeah. ships, and the boats, in the sea, and the sharks are from the sea, too. <laughs> Oh my god! I'm the towboat. Which boat would you be? Can we take a little break from oh, Jaws? I'd be, I'd Let's... be the bumper boat. I'd be the bumper. boat. You would be the bumper boat for sure. No, would you regret Leah Thompson having lures Sean to go bumper boating? He's like, oh, this sucks. And, and then... to be fair, she's bitten by a shark while bumper boating. So yeah. you know, lesson and, learned. And then she and he are bumped by the mean big man who does it multiple times, twice, twice, two times. So would you regret that action as the bumper boat, or would you be gleefully? Look, in if love you're, with if you're yeah. bumper boating, them's the rules of the game. Okay, so you take your Dahmer seriously as a bumper boat. I'm saying if I'm if we're in bumper boats together. No, no, we're back. You if you were a boat, any boat, you would be a bumper boat. Yeah, totally. That's a good. That's a little good rap phrase. I'm a bumper boat. I'm a, <laughs> and I'm here to say that I'm gonna rap in a bumper boat way. That's I funny. work in SeaWorld all day long, and then a shark ton came along. Um anyways, but you would you would be thrilled by living out your Dharma as a bumper, but you wouldn't be like like, hey man, maybe we shouldn't be bumping things. Maybe emotionally we're all bumper boats in the tempestuous ocean of life. Wow. Fuck. Everyone listening, pause, go outside, take a walk. Let that fucking sink in. Yeah. Sit on the side of the road. Or or maybe it's true. Maybe maybe that's a very elitist urban thing I just said. Maybe go sit by the sea and gaze sure. out into it. Yeah, it moves wow. so slowly, but you can get so lost slowly. Yeah, yeah, like the plot of Joss. So right. you're basically, you're saying that Sean and Mike could just be different people who respond to trauma differently in their lives. That's what I'm saying. It's not a it's not a plot hole that mm. Mike is able to. Dude, all boys are. Di- I'm serious. All boys are different. I know I can read your T-shirt from here. Yeah, yeah. You can buy it on allboysaredifferent.com. <laughs> I'm getting that right now. <laughs> it's big. All boys okay. are different. So let's break down the deaths in this movie. Okay, because there are four. We think we, think we sort four. of lost focus, but it's true. One of us was in the room at all times, so it counts that we watched the whole movie. Uh, yeah, I, I'm sure everyone listening is livid that we both pissed over the course of. Uh... I pissed twice, and I'm not a big pisser. Like twice in a row. Yeah, I, I pissed twice during that movie. Wait, really? Yeah. Wait, when was the first time? Oh, no, you're right. It was after. It was right after, though. I wow. But I had that big ice You're cold... telling me that all boys are different, but you can't even keep track of your pissing. That is, that's a, what, a straw man theory? What all is that? time low. Wow. Is that a straw man fallacy? You've been saying phallus and fallacy a lot over the course of this record. Four times, yeah. Well, more <gasps> than four. Fallacy. Yeah, that's five. Okay. Four, okay. There's four deaths that we see in this movie. Yeah. One is a muscle-bound man... Goes down to, again, the plot of this movie fucking sucks. It doesn't matter. But let's go through it. Okay. He goes down to padlock shut a broken gate at SeaWorld and turns around. No, nothing. And turns around. Oh, it's fish. And <laughs> turns was... around. Oh, it's shark. Eaten. Yeah. Did you like okay. that when I no. kept saying fish? Oh, that was funny. Yeah. That was fun. Yeah. Fish. 
There are a lot of shots of fish in this. Yeah, it's very strange. More so than any of the other ones, a fuck ton of fish. Well, don't I worry. I will, aquarium, I will make a super cut of all the fish shots, which does require me to watch you this movie You should spend again. no more time looking fuck. at this movie. Yeah. I'm not going to do that. Sorry, no. guys. That okay. was a very quick retreat. Now we get to the second and third deaths, which I would describe as very bizarre. And we can only confirm the third death. The second death has a big question mark next to it. Yeah. Okay. Two guys. Who the, are they? Well, hold on. While Mike and Sean and Leah Thompson and, and the head biologist are flutzing around and going on fun dates and laughing and drinking beer. Cute. It's very cute. The chemistry is there, I think. Two guys covered in grease paint wearing burglar outfits from, like, <laughs> fucking Scrooge McDuck or whatever are breaking into SeaWorld with a raft and, as I understood the mumbled dialogue, are going to find a sunken car at SeaWorld that has something of a value in it for a reward, right? Is that what's going on? I mean, I didn't follow any of that, so I just take your word for okay. it. Okay, I believe that is what's going on. One of them never resurfaces, and the other guy is eaten by a shark. We do see him return. Right. In another great autopsy scene later in the movie. There are... No, no, the, the, that's just the one guy. That's just the hunky guy. We never see what happens. To oh, that's guys. the hunky guy? That's the hunky guy. Oh, I thought that was one of the burglars. No, the burglars are basically an afterthought in the movie that never return or never explained. So who is the guy that we're like, oh, I got his license and his passport and, that's his, the hunky and his electricity guy. bill? Because oh. his girlfriend, the bartender, is like, you tell that piece of shit if he's going to fool around on me, he's done here. And they're like, but, no, no, a shark ate him. They're like, no, no. He Well, they didn't even say that. They're like, no, no, look, we have his passport. Somehow, yeah. and we have his driver's license. So and her name is Charlene. So or he's just lost. Yeah, he didn't go anywhere. He's just lost. Right. And then, oh, and they're like, okay, that's good. He he's got hit by a shark. Yeah. Yeah. But no. So number two guy, possibly one of the burglars was eaten. Never confirmed. We think both were eaten, the but we didn't number, see number the other burglar. Was the definitely main eaten. thing to note here is that so far we had one death that was basically shown, but like you don't see it, you sort of get see him go ah ah, ah which is fine. That's classic. Job and that's shit. like what ten minutes in maybe. Yeah. Then deaths two and three, question mark, are maybe 20 minutes in. And all you see is the boat get dragged down. Right. Like, it's such bullshit. Then the next death happens in the last five minutes of the movie. So in the middle part, literally nothing involving a shark attack other than Leah Thompson getting bit happens. They allude to seven guests being injured in the horrible press conference where the guy goes, then we had to close it down. Boys, go easy on me. (laughs) <laughs> it was pretty good to the silent reporters who are not asking questions. I love that now that you're in, you're a journalist, journalist pro. That you're like a, a a sexy star of journalism. That's me. You're always so quick to point out. Like you're one of those assholes that was like, like if you were a spaceman. And then you went and saw, like, a space movie. You'd be like, oh, that's not right. That's not what black holes do. Well, my dad taught me that. Being an ER doc, he would, you know, watch, right. you know, doctor shows. He'd watch ER. Like, oh, come on. Yeah. Yeah. So now that you're a journalist sex god, now every okay, time I just, I just love, like, there's a press conference, and the reporter's like, what happened with the shark? What happened at the park? Is everyone What's going okay? On? And he's it's like, like, guys, guys, go easy on me. That's <laughs> <laughs> hysterical. It's good. But that is the energy of the movie. Okay, so okay, we were talking Wait, about... Wait, no, can I, can I say one thing? Yeah, please. It's just like me, now that I'm a professional server. Right. They showed that scene where they were bussing the table. Yeah, like, that would never happen like that. Right. Yeah, it was yeah, really great. It, it added a great depth to the viewing. <laughs> um, yeah, we, we were actually watching porn earlier set in a restaurant, and he was like, huh, I would never blow someone in the restaurant like that. Oh, no, no, no. It'd be like this. It'd be like and then this. You wouldn't believe what happened next. It's behind the Patreon wall. Yes. Yeah. Okay, but no. Um, this movie was doggedly dull. 
Um, I'm just like looking back over that hour and 38 minutes. I truly don't know what happened for large swaths of it because there was like they tried. Okay, they one of the sharks is a baby shark. Oh right. So that's the other thing I wanted to say. Okay, this was so confusing. So I wanted to say we did nail that there was multiple sharks, but then they unnailed it by not having both sharks on screen at the same time. Right. This is proto Jurassic World. Yes. Where it's about owners of a what amusement park Uh, an adventure park an experience park whatever and then they find a way to make money and make it that sweet dollar sign sign. Um, and that's the whole point of the movie is that the filmer guy's like what if we did this eh? what if we what if we just kill you on camera get you some that marketing buzz get you up in the numbers eh?" and then the biologist is like no what if we capture the shark can we do her voice like I did his voice what if we capture the shark and we'll have the only... Oh, God. Come on. You got we'll it. We'll have the it's only, right. the only sh- great white in captivity in the whole wide world. That's really good. It's me, Minnie Mouse. <laughs> and the, so they like... And then the owner's like, ooh, that's pretty good. And then the, the filmer's like, yeah, I can see it now. Filming the only shark in captivity in the whole wide world. And then they like fuck up and just kill... The shark just dies. Yeah, they It kill. sucks. It's so tough. Yeah, there's a scene where they're just like the baby's back and they're sort of like oh it's a baby shark we got her it's dead and then they move it what a fucking dumb baby jesus christ yeah can you imagine a fucking they're like wow that's the fastest recovery i've ever seen on a shark and then they move it to a new tank and it dies it's it's just like it's so aggressively anticlimactic and stupid like why even waste time with this it it leads to nothing and then the the mama shark who appears out of nowhere is mad that the baby shark is dead and she's already inside the park for reasons that are never explained right they don't the thing about it is like no if this were a movie i were making they would have found the body earlier i'm like holy shit there's a shark in the park that's fun to say say it shark in the park that's good there's a shark in the park, and then they go, okay, wow. And then they find the baby shark, which we assume is the Jaws shark. And then they go through the whole thing, like, oh, we have it in captivity, and now it's dead. Like, oh, fuck. And now it's dead. And now nah, this would be worse. Never mind. How about this? Jaws okay. 3D colon SeaWorld colon shark in the park. <laughs> shark in the park. Subtitle, this time it's personal, but also in a park. The park is SeaWorld. Yeah. Okay, here's the thing. They're talking about national attention over the story. It's already SeaWorld. Yeah. Like, we already know about SeaWorld. How new was SeaWorld when this was made? I don't know, but it doesn't matter. It shouldn't matter. You know how much I gave a shit about this movie? Oh, oh my God. I left my phone in the other room, so I wouldn't even be tempted to do any sort of fucking research. I'm trying to open up a Starburst. Okay, you take care of the Starburst. Can you throw me? I'm so hungry. I'm, I'm going to die. Yeah, let me go grab okay, one. Okay, grab one. So a big part of this movie that's interesting is that it's a changing of the guards. This we often gummy. It is. Look, I can tell it's gummy. It looks right. bad. You want it? Uh, yeah. Uh, Catch in your you, mouth. Okay. One, two, three, and... That's a terrible throw. Sorry. It's on the floor. Now. All right. Um, no. So this is a changing of the guard. We have Joe Alves. You can throw it back at me. It's like fuzzy. Okay, it's getting in your mouth. Open your mouth. And that's bad, too. That's not, not on great. Me. I slept over there. Don't eat yeah, that. Okay, so right. Joe Alves, the second unit director of Jaws 2. And they say the creator of Jaws, the animatronic. Is what they said in the back of the Jaws 3 Blu-ray DVD. He's the new director I would describe his directing style as fascinating because he will often establish a scene and people have people wander in and out of focus through the scene without any blocking that's apparent other than being in front of the camera. So there's scenes where you're like, who am I supposed to be looking at? 
Oh my god, there's one scene where the dude in the background was in focus and the three main oh characters. Oh my god, yeah, that was insane. <laughs> yeah, it's... Th- then there's one scene where, okay, you have the snotty photographer who's far left in the shot. Right. He's talking to Louis Gossett, Gossett Jr., who is not in the frame, <laughs> who walks in the frame out of focus and stands almost on top of the other guy. And then out of nowhere, and the camera is static and not moving, right. Dennis Quaid just pops into screen on the right. So this like horrible, weird, staggered three shot where no one's in focus. But then suddenly... The British guy walks forward, and then the <laughs> doctor comes in, and all five of them are on screen at the same time, all out of equally out of focus. But then people will pop into focus in the same in the same <laughs> shot, where it's like it, it is crazy to look at. To say nothing of the three D shots, which look like a crayon drawing shot through a broken bottle. Yeah. So here's what I was thinking. I looked up because I was like, "Who fucking shot this?" It's a guy that's worked on. Who worked with William Friedkin uh, on what? What did I say? I left my phone somewhere else. Fuck. This would have been good. Fuck. You are useless without your phone. You're a classic Fuck. millennial. Fuck. Um, anyway, he worked with William Friedkin. He worked with George Romero. Monkey Shines. I do remember that. And he also shot Nighthawks, which is pretty good movie. Anyway, he's worked with big directors doing big things. My thinking is this. He's never shot 3D before. Yeah. He probably was just like, I don't know. And then, like, he just was probably so overwhelmed by the technology of making a 3D movie that he just, like, had to keep the camera stationary. Like, told actors just, like, walk around. He would do his best. It just seems like this guy was way out of his depth. Well, again, like, for people who have not seen this, and again, I can't stress enough, I disagree with Charles, you have no reason to see this. It's fine. Live your life without this movie. It is VHS quality on a Blu-ray. Well, okay, so... I know. It could be a bad transfer. It could yeah, be a bad it's master. definitely a bad transfer. It looks if this is the Blu-ray of this, you're. N- I don't think you're going to see a better version of oh, this. Oh no, probably that means that there's no print left that's very good. And I also, get that they burned. They must have burned all evidence of this movie. I hope so. It is they probably like, shot trash. everyone that saw it in theaters. Yeah, like, and it made a lot of money, which you pointed out. An eighteen million dollar budget made eighty eight million. Yeah, it's pretty good. So, what, so clearly, the triple? strength of the franchise. Was very evident. I mean, Quadruple people at this point will go see Jaws. I just Jaws did that the math. brand. That math was. Yeah, really... everyone fucking hurt. Saw that math. It wasn't great because I did. I said double, triple, then pause, and then yeah, you made three mistakes. Right, but I got there. Okay, great. Everyone at home, thank you for your. Uh, I'm sure the, the 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 raucous applause that erupted. <laughs> I can feel it. Yeah, I can feel the it right vibes now. Vibes are flowing. Yeah, this was. It's no love guru, actually. That that's still worse. But this, this is worse. this is the Way second worst that we've watched. This is a movie that looks like shit. Sounds. Can we talk about the sound? Oh my god! We're talking about looks. It looks like it. Basically, it looks like the camera just like monitoring the set. That's how I could describe the cinematography of this movie. It's like there's a real camera somewhere else, and the this is the camera that's just like for some reason filming the set. It sucks. It's no good. Anyway, so let's talk about audio. How does it sound? In previous Jaws movies, we have noted in the past, there's been times with particularly bad overdubbing because maybe you're shooting by the ocean. There's a lot of factors that could impact audio. Can I I demonstrate? Uh, It's going to be literally impossible in an audio medium. No, it's not. Okay, go ahead. (laughs) Oh, okay, that's what you meant. Yeah, you can't. you, You can't talk over that. Right. Right. If you go to the ocean, Charles will stand near you and make a (laughs) noise. Yeah. Okay, no, but um, there's like, you know, some pretty apparent overdubbing in Jaws 2 and and Jaws, Jaws, for that matter. The sheer amount of overdubbing of of dialogue in this movie is staggering to the point that it is disorienting and vaguely nauseating to see people speaking so out of sync with the audio 
And the lack of care and the slapdash nature of it all just makes it feel like they finished this in a weekend. Like they got home and they're like, oh, no, 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 no. And like, and like hustle everybody in. And like, it just, it's crazy. Yeah. People are speaking like a full second or two seconds out of sync with their mouth. It's, it's really awful. bad. And I, I think it reminded me a lot of like a Jackie Chan movie from Hong Kong or um, like a spaghetti Western. It was just like that level of shit. And it was an American made US released movie for American audiences. Right. Didn't have, it wasn't a multinational, like, oh, we have a bunch of different people that none of them speak English. It's fucking Dennis Quaid. The great Dennis Quaid. It's fucking the guy from Lock, Stock, and Two Spoken Barrels. Yeah, B.H. Moriarty. Yeah. Hatchet Harry. You like spanking? That's pretty good. That's, a, that's one of his famous lines from yeah. Lock, Stock, and Two Spoken Barrels. I love that movie. Sp- what's he for? Oh, don't play ch- dumb. Don't, don't be a, a little boy with me. Spanking. Planet. That wow. scene? Remember that scene? That was better than anything in Jaws 3. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Why are you sorry? Because we I, we I, agreed to this. Well, I, it was your idea. This yeah. Jaws was your idea. Well, we haven't really talked about why, because, you know, it's the height of summer. We're like, oh, <laughs> maybe we should do a summer movie. Right. I, mean, I think it's still a good idea. Well, I'm happy you feel that way. It's I, look, beach weather. I'm happy we saw Jaws 2. It is it's, it's beach weather, and obviously when this airs, uh, you know, a month or two from now, people will be like, wow, they were on their game. Yeah. Peak this beach is, this is, this is peak beach. Yeah. Um, one thing I did want to talk about was just sort of like, we didn't want to talk about it in Jaws, and I feel like this could be a moment to sort of talk about the things we didn't talk about in the first one. Um, and I just was musing while watching this movie about like, you know, they say what, what Psycho did to the shower, Jaws did to the sea. I think that is an interesting idea that like... Once again, I can read your t-shirt from here. Yeah. I mean, I changed shirts. Thanks very noticeable of you. Noticing. Noticing? You are noticeable. Thank you. You're welcome. Um... It's cool to think about, like, what situations would be scary. And for some reason, taking a shower, like, we do it every day. Well, you don't. You don't always do it. You don't do it. No, in the summer, I'm almost a two-shower-a-day guy. Okay. I smell like a marfucker in the summer. Marfucker. Yeah. Um, Anyway, like, that's a thing we do all the time. But you can't see outside because you have a shower curtain. It's like Hitchcock figured out that that's a very vulnerable place that is very scary. And I just thought it was interesting, like... It is true. Like, you can take this thing that we take for granted, like, especially if you live where I live, you know, in a beach town. I'm a beach town boy. Like, I'm like, oh, yeah, let's go to the ocean. Let's go step in the ocean. It's scary. There's shit down there that can kill you. So, yeah, 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 the ocean's fucked up. Yeah, sure. No, no question there. No, 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 I'm just no saying, argument. like, these are the, this is just like, I don't know, I'm bored. I was bored with Jaws 3. Well, here's the weird thing about Jaws 3. I was Jaws thinking 3. about, like, how could they take this thing that is inherently scary and make it boring. No, well, inherently, the idea of going to SeaWorld is actually a really good idea. Because, like, at a certain oh. point, it's like, you, you know, you want to pose more limitations. And the idea of, like, hey, you're in, you're in SeaWorld now. Right. Their total inability to make any hay of that or to make that a logical... Again, we at no point understand where anything is happening in relation to what. Right. Like, the control command center thing... I had no idea where that was. Well, no, they showed it to us. On no, no, the there map. was the one control command center where the people were, but where were they? That was in the middle. Where they, the, the people in the middle. There's no, a, they're a in lot one of the cool hubs. They're in one of like the arms. A lot of extras have to stand in a room full of water up to their waists for Very like. Cold. I'm assuming hours. It looked hysterical. Do you think they made them do it? Oh, for sure. Like, all right, this is a four minute scene, but we will make you stand here for hours so it's believable that you're cold and wet. We need options. Oh, my God. Yeah, I, I like the idea. Like, Deep Blue Sea does this so much better. 
the same general premise of like we're on like a, like, like a facility mm. and there's sharks in a facility and you know obviously Deep Blue Sea not a perfect film it's only a near perfect film but how many of those are there because I just that's a great question oh I'd love to watch do you those. think the third one's called Deep Blue Three <laughs> I sure hope so I can only pray in my heart of oh hearts. and then the second one's Deep Two C that's good that's really good oh my good. god yeah this is amazing Too Deep Two C that's not as good. Deep, I know. I'm just so having it's fun. Deep Blue Sea, Deep Two C, Deep Deep Blue Three. Say that again faster. Deep Blue Sea, Deep Two C. No, I can't do it. I'm dumb. Yeah, it's hard. Fucking dumb. Um, yeah, no. I like the idea of introducing rules. I like the idea of like doing that sort of thing. Mm, containment. You know, the beauty of the of the ocean is that there's no rules, baby. No containment. When you're out there, anything goes. Right. Which was our my sort of hang up with the first one was that oh wait you can see the limitation you can see the coast at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this. I Were you let down by the fact that the Brody children seem to respect women and can communicate with their partners? <laughs> um, well, I, I did enjoy the kisses between Mike and... The biologist. The biologist. <laughs> I don't know her name. No one knows her name. Yeah. Um, he kisses closed mouth, firm lips, less than a second. And I did like that that sort of carried over from a Roy Scheider. Right. But he man, has his father's tight lipness. Sean can kiss. Well, yeah, wow, Sean. Wow, oh, wow, Cowboy wow. Sean was like real horny. He was horned out. Real. Yeah. He's like, I want to fuck in the elevator. I want to fuck in the sea. I want to fuck in the ambulance. I want to fuck. He just want to fuck. He want to fuck. He want to fuck. Hey, she want to fuck. So did Leah Anderson. Yeah, Leah Thompson. Fuck. She was she was oh. hor- she was horny for Sean. She wanted to fuck. Yeah, it was great. And they have a classic romance where they play that game where you push each other to get to get off balance in a bar. Yeah, standoff. What was it called standoff? Yeah. I thought they were on like a a seesaw. No seesaw. Yeah, it seemed really. I don't know. It just didn't seem. It was. It was bad. It was bad way to meet character. It wasn't a great way to meet character. No. Um, Sean was let down. I think I didn't like his accent. I didn't like his hat. I didn't like his boots. Also, what kind of poser goes somewhere and like adopts the local accent? Like, I that know. fucking sucks. What a well, try that's what I was move. wondering. I was wondering if like that actor was from John Putch. Yeah, John Putch. I wonder if he was from like colorado or something or texas and they're just like i don't know he knew the director and colorado does not have an accent like a cowboy yeah i don't want to boast but i've been to colorado multiple times yeah it's just like every rich white area it just sounds i would say denver is the jaws three of cities absolutely yeah yeah absolutely what's the jaws two Oh, great question. Like dumb but fun? Or like not well, – I wouldn't say Jaws it just It's not a great – it's like fun. It's, it's a fun And movie. it has elements of goodness. Fun but it's not great. Goodness. Honestly, I, I'll give it to DC. DC gets a bad rap sometimes. But yeah. honestly, it's like there are way worse cities out there. Uh-huh. It's somewhat bland and weird. But like I can think of off the top of my head a lot more Jaws 3 cities out there. And it's the house of our democracy. It is. And, and what a beautiful it's, – it's a, it's a temple. To what we've crafted in this land. Yeah. So yeah, Jaws 2 DC, Jaws 1, I don't know, maybe uh I think it is Boston, ultimately. There's a lot of history around it, but it sort of sucks. Yeah, I like that. Like everyone's like, oh, Boston, it's like a real city. You're like, well, it actually sucks. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Josh got uh, here last night at 1030 and he apologized for being out past curfew. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't know if you guys know this, but in, in the city of Boston, there are police patrolling the streets at 10 p.m. Yeah, making sure. Every every window must be closed. Yeah. Shutters drawn. Yep. 
We still have shutters here because yeah. of the storms. Batting down the hatches, they say. Yeah. Watch out for the redcoats, they say. Charles's roommate was swept out to sea just yesterday. Yeah. And I don't even live near the ocean, but it happened. Let me ask you this. We kind it's of glossed 10. over this. In Jaws 2, they go back and discover the orca, the boat from Jaws 1. Mm. They never go back to that. Yeah. So, because he finds it too. I don't know. It was interesting. Like, I think that could have been an, a nice way to, like, have his PTSD have some sort of physical object to it. Right. Like, having him confront that would have been interesting. Yeah. But I think it was mostly just, like, well, that's how we'll start this. They're going to go find the sunken ship from the first movie. I like the idea. Because then in Jaws yeah. 3, the, the horseshit of Jaws 3 is that Sean doesn't really confront his feelings about water. Mm. There's so, never really a moment where he actually confronts that in a substantive way. No. Sean, Sean was a bad character. Yes. Sean was not great. All were bad characters, but Sean was one of the worst. Pointless. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, I, I think... It wasn't interesting, like, if we're comparing it to, like, Die Hard, which we, we will do. Um, that's a movie about... Which is the jaws of buildings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Been, we mentioned it every episode so far, so that's cool. Um, it's That's a movie about a man that refuses to let a woman live her life. And this was the opposite. This is about a man that has an opportunity to do something important in his life, and he gives it up because he's a lonely coward. And I thought that was interesting. Well, that's the thing. I think that is actually a good dynamic where, like, he's like, oh, I'm going to go to Venezuela for this thing. And she's like, what about us? He's like, ah, oh, we'll figure it out. And then by the end of the movie, he's like, I'll just stick with you. Yeah. And I think that's interesting because I don't know if back then it was seen as, like, a love romance ending. But for me, it's, like, a really awful, cowardly move on his part because they don't, I don't really, know. They don't really show, like, their relationship. I like their vibe. Their relationship was... I hated it. To me, they really? just seemed like Dennis Quaid and the other person running around together. But they were laughing and kissing, and they have a dog. Yeah, they... Just they, like, they, just like his, pa- his pappy, he holds Martin up his Brody, ears. he has a dog. Or was that in the second one? That's the first one, the the, 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 the sloppy bass, the third one. The, yeah. the bass dance is, is drinking water or whatever. It was milk, I think. It was really weird. Milk? Yeah. You don't feed a dog milk? That's <laughs> I crazy. I know. Those are for cats. I didn't think it was milk. No, cats, you don't feed cats milk. That's crazy. Yeah, you do. It's in all the cartoons. Yeah, cartoons are full of lies. No. Yes. No, that's America's news. No, it's propaganda. What? By the who? war machine. Oh. Yeah. The industrial Remember when Daffy Duck fought Hitler? Mm-hmm. Yeah, propaganda. Yeah, that's true. Wow. Oh, fuck. That's... Wow. Makes you think, huh? I've never thought before. You know in Yu-Gi-Oh! when they uh, deregulate the healthcare industry? I saw that episode. Right. That, that, yeah. that is just yeah. propaganda. Yeah, and I have that card. Capitalist propaganda. Yeah. When I got that card, when I un- unpacked my little booster pack... Right. I threw it right in the, right in the fucking sleeve. What are those? Fuck. Uh, yeah, whatever. The sleeve. Uh, the, the, the clear sleeve to protect your precious Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Mm. And if you're a Yu-Gi-Oh fan, you know, it was a foil. please email us. We love the Yu-Gi-Oh game. Can't wait to do the movies. Are there movies? Got, oh, you kidding me? There's got to be movies. Wow, that would There's be no big. There's no universe where we don't, there don't have like at least seven Yu-Gi-Oh movies. That'd be big if Josh and Charles Productions tackled the Yu-Gi-Oh films. It's sort of like goth Pokemon, right? Is that the Yu-Gi-Oh vibe? Uh-huh. It's like Pokemon for uh, goths. Yeah. Like goth, steampunk. Well, Pokemon. They're a little colorful for goths, I believe. But it's more arch and weird and and, and dramatic. I think it's emo. E- no. Emo? Emo Pokemon. E- do, do kids even say emo anymore? I feel like that's a real like dating ourselves thing. Maybe. But I got to date hey, somebody. If, if you're listening and you're emo, emo. Oh my God. If you're we can't have email, everyone. Emo. Shaw, stop it. Email you're begging the emo. for attention. Much in the same Please. way. Please. That Sean begged for. Sean's pickup line was. i got a cowboy was, hat. 
was, I'm lonesome and I love you. Or something. Please love me. I'm, and that's what. Ever I'm, since the shark hurt me, I've needed the love of a woman. That's what Mike said, too. He's like, You're spending all this time with this dumb baby shark. I miss you. Yeah, he's, he's jealous of really a shark. Pathetic. That's how fragile his masculinity is. That's what I, I really do think that the sending sucks. And it's cool, but it sucks for him where he feels like he can't just leave this woman that he's known for. They said, tell us that it's been a year, a year and, and a half. half. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, it's only been a year and a half. Right. If, you have a, if you're trying if to you pursue a, your life, you a should. A once-in-a-lifetime yeah. opportunity, or you're going to just be like your papa and go live in this place that you don't belong in with a woman you don't care about. Well, okay, we do learn a little bit just just to, to pull on that thread about his father for a minute. We do learn a little bit about like what's happened in the in the Jawsiverse, where basically we, we learn that um, Martin Brody still lives on the island. Yeah, which is interesting. Which is fascinating. Yeah, none none of us was, was he rehired? We don't know. Yeah, he did not leave the community. No, he felt at home there. I think. Yeah, he said Amity, the place where over and over again the most nightmarish things have happened to me and my loved ones. This is the place I will stay for the rest of my life. I would have moved. I think. I think many would have moved after multiple shark attacks, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, especially for a man who hates the water. Yeah, he hates water and has killed two massive sharks in very dramatic manners. Yeah. No thanks. Not for me. No. I'm a coward through and through. And you own it. Yeah. If there was like a snake in my house one time, I would burn the house to the ground, change my name, and move to another country. Yeah, because snakes are notorious in, in their their dogged identity theft a Attempts. snake, you joke, it happened to my uncle. Really? Yeah. So what what this, what the snake do? Uh, rented a hotel room in Vegas and just started churning through his, his, his retirement fund. Fuck, on what? Like P- Coke? Penny, penny slots. Penny slots? Penny slots, one at a time. <laughs> yeah. I just imagined a snake using penny slots. Isn't that cute? Yeah. yeah. Really cute. We saw a lot of critters in this movie. Oh. Okay. What was your favorite non-shark critter in the um, movie? I like it. the smooth turtle. We see a, smooth, a weirdly oh, smooth turtle. I like the point. frog that jumped at me. The frog that jumped for you, good. Yeah. There's a lot of shots of just aquariums in this. <laughs> Which, you know what? They really need to pad this movie out more, so thank you. Okay, we, we I were couldn't take this the movie, pace. And at a certain point, we were like, I think this is almost done, but none of the energy of what we're watching would indicate that we're getting towards the end of anything. Yeah. And then the end is quite abrupt. Yeah, basically you have, if you can imagine, like if speed... But no boat, no 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 car, bus, no bus. There it is, no bus. But the whole movie was about them trying to get people out of the elevator from the first scene. Yeah, basically. But like an hour and a half of them being like, "Fuck, there's people in an, in a trap space. What are we gonna do? Oh, I'll, I'll weld something together, you know, and then you can." No, okay, no. Well, what you're referring to is that like basically people are trying to flee the underground sea kingdom or whatever, and they get trapped in this like flooded command center underneath, and. We have no idea how much time is passing. They don't even introduce that sense of a clock ticking, which is... Right. That's know, important. In this case, it would have been yeah. transformative because we have just no idea what the stakes are. And it would, at one point, it just cuts to Dennis Quaid in a machine shop building, like welding shit to bring underwater. And you're like, wait, he's fabricating like infrastructure to... Fl-? It's like, what is going on? Yeah, I like that. I was like, all right, it's my turn to pee. Let me know if anything happens. Let me know if he starts welding. And I, as soon as I leave the room, you say, oh, they're starting welding. Yeah, you missed some I of the welding. You were, I thought you were joking. No, but t- 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 for the record, there's a lot of welding. I missed it all. Well, no, I didn't you, miss no, it no, all. you definitely caught some of the welding. Oh, God, yeah. The ending where he's, Jesus. he's like using that tool underwater. It's well, I mean, you think about the ending of, of Jaws 2, which I think so far is easily the contender for best of the series. Yeah. Um, the entire end sequence doesn't require 
any knowledge of what's going on. You could just walk in the last 30 minutes and be like, okay, there's teens. They're on this like mm-hmm. decaying floating raft of broken ships. This guy's trying to get to them. There's a shark. It's, it's all right there. This movie, if you walked in in the last half hour, you'd be like, I, what the fuck is happening? Why are people watching this? Right. Like, like there's I've seen educational. looking at screens. Yeah. There's oh, welding. Boy. There's a shark not moving but just sitting in the water. So it's hard to tell what the stake is there. But we should talk about the ending actually is kind of surprisingly sick. What, the last minute? Yeah. Where the shark blasts through the command center and... The shark blasts through the command center. And we're like, no, nephew dead. And the nephew is cool. We're sad to see him go. Yeah. Um, We're told with dialogue that Louis Gossett Jr. and the attendant working with him survived, which is thrilling filmmaking. (laughs) Is that cool? They're fine. Okay, so now we're like, how are we going to kill this freaking shark? And and we're like, genuinely, no idea. This shit sucks. Genuinely, I don't care. You could just honestly leave the room and just let it stay trapped there. I was like a dog. They'd be like, the shark died. <laughs> you know. But okay, so there's a moment earlier in the movie where the snooty guy's like, I've got grenades to kill the shark. And, and Louis Gossett Jr. goes in, in a great line where he goes, <laughs> no grenades. It's really good. We said it. We were so impressed. We just kept repeating it. Is a great line read. So, no grenades. It's so good. So good. So we've only we we know that the snooty guy has been munched, and there's a very weird shot from inside the shark. Can of I ask him you a quick question? Yeah. Will you from now on call me Charles No Grenades Hobby? Yeah, done, done, and done. Thank you. Oh my god, that makes CNGH. you feel really good. CNGH. Charles No Grenades Hobby. Okay. So the shark is now right up on top of our heroes. Yeah. Uh, blonde biologist and Dennis Wait, who? Quaid. The heroes? Yeah. Who are they? Blonde biologist. Uh-huh. Dennis Quaid. Okay. Got and you. I never thought about them in that the way. Shark, but yes, you're right. Yeah, the heroics are very low-key. Yeah. They're basically like kind of like his dad, like a shitty like like employee. He's not like a hero. He's like yeah. sort of doing his job, but like in a weird crappy Remember way. Remember the exhilarating part where he runs around and then oh yells at people to get out of the water? That's like the dumbest shit ever. That was cool. There's a weird... Oh, oh my God. Hold, just put, hold on to that for one minute. Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that because that's an important reason why this movie sucks. Yeah, well, it, yes. That's you. I remember this. it. Okay. I remember it. The shark opens its stupid ass mouth and the go- the dead studio photographer is just lying in its craw. So good. It's actually great, and he's holding a grenade. Yeah. And they hook the grenade's pin and pull it out and blow up the shark. Fuck yeah. It's actually kind of cool. It's like yeah. the one thing where, like, oh, this is actually a cool visual. I was surprised. I was like, whoa, he's alive. Right, the, the nephew getting munched. Or he's dead, I guess. But And, well, he's dead. He's but intact. like it, It's eerie and weird and yeah. actually kind of clever. There's autopsy shots in this, but they suck. They look so bad. It's the one shot which is kind of haunting and weird in the whole movie. And it's yeah. pretty cool. It's cool. Okay, but you were saying, you, you, you brought up a great point. There's a moment in the film where Dennis Quaid has to run across the campus of SeaWorld to warn people about the shark. Okay, so it's I'll trash. set the scene. Okay. Because this is a scene that it's on the cover. Yeah. I thought it was going to be the set piece of the film. You have two groups of uh, water skiers, three power boats. Uh, you got shenanigans on the... You got people. So many people to die there. No one dies. No one dies. And the buildup to it is that Dennis Quaid, like, knocks a kid off of a fucking golf cart and knocks off his popcorn. Right, and then kids... Shrieks off. Yeah, these kids flock to eat the floor (laughs) popcorn. They're starving little children. Yeah. Give me the... Give me the popcorn. He tears off in in the thing, basically crashes it, continues on foot. Again, the outcome of all of this is just that one person is bit. 
That's and it's it. and it's the main it's the in it's another part of, in in another part of the resort. We have no idea what the relationship with the bumper cars are, which we have no idea where that is in, like in relation to that. It's nuts. Yeah, and in you the have, first movie, a teenager, a naked teenager is eaten alive. Fuck. A child's eaten. Fuck. Like it, like things are so dramatic a dog's and crazy. Eaten. A dog. Yes. And this movie, like the payoffs are so until the very last seconds of the movie, almost non-existent. You have people. Skiing right above the shark, and nothing happens. It's like, wait, why'd you set up this? Um, like, you, did you do this deliberately to make us feel bad? Like, you set up a perfect scenario to watch people we don't care about get eaten by a shark. That's why we're all here. That's why we're here. In the first movie, you know, it's lumpy where there's moments and and and, and there's both moments and scenes where things move really kinetically and are exciting, and then long stretches of boredom and and and, and uselessness. And mm-hmm. the second movie. Not the best movie I've ever seen, but consistent, flows pretty thoroughly. This movie never starts. It doesn't even take off again until the last moments. And you're left at the end being like, what did I watch where so little occurred? Yes. And again, it's it's Jaws 3D. We've had two movies of experience to set up these set pieces. We're taking on SeaWorld. Right. Ooh, good and, point, and, Josh. and yet none of this pays off. It's, good it's, point. It's, it's such a missed opportunity that it's astonishing. I like that point. This is what this is what we're exploring here. When you make movie one, movie two, movie three, we now have expectations of, in this case, shark terror. You cannot go backwards in the level of shark terror. That means a bad Jaws movie. Well, there's also, you're doubling the sharks. You tripling have, the Ds. Tripling the Ds. Wow. You've got multiple Brodies on scene. Wow. And yet, still, people things just sort of come and go. I, I I always hated movies and people characters just leave outright, and they they do that so blatantly two thirds away in the movie with Leah Thompson and Sean. They mm-hmm. just leave, which is something you can say about Spielberg. Like you have you ha- that's what is beautiful about narrative fiction is that you have characters that you follow, mm. and when one of them just vanishes, it's like, well, what? This well, isn't a Spielberg movie. No, I'm saying the first one has that problem. Like the kid goes to the hospital, never seen again. That's true. That that's a dangling thread. That's yeah, a little like, weird. They make such a point about him having shock, which feels underwhelming, and then just he never comes back. Yeah, it's weird. And then like the whole um, Richard Dreyfuss character, like literally just hides at the bottom of the ocean until everything goes away. It's like that's pathetic. Pathetic character. Yeah, but pathetic character writing too. Now let me ask you this: Here's a challenge to you. If you were going to bring back one character from mm-hmm. Jaws one or two for Jaws three to try to redeem it a little bit, you seem already set in an answer. Yeah, I, I was going to ask is. It it's, seems too easy. Yeah. Uh, so, Robert so. Shaw's little greasy friend with the dog. <laughs> yeah, I hadn't thought about that. No, that's a whole spinoff series. Okay. <laughs> that's like... <laughs> that's the Netflix mini That's series. an Amazon yeah, Prime, like yeah. Like 12 episodes. Okay. Now, who, who, who'd you think of? I mean, it's obviously Roy Scheider's character, but I feel like yeah. that's too easy. We can't have that. Right. It's we're, we're too crutched on him just sort of carrying the weight of this film. Right. I think we need to find something else... Oh, boy. <laughs> I mean, a little dose of Andy would have been real special. In Jaws 3, we, there's mm. briefly a shot of like a heavyset, goofy guy playing standoff with Leah Thompson. And I'm like, is this our new Andy? I love this guy already. He could look kind of like me. A bearded guy, got a tummy on him, having some fun. That's me in a nutshell. That's you. Uh, and no, we're deprived of that. But I think that's good. I think if we, if the movie stayed the same and we just had... A, a beloved character return, I would have felt cheated. And like, I would have felt bad for the character being sullied, dragged through the mud, as they say. 
Mm. In this case, the Jaws 3 mud. Right. The sand, even. Sure. The wet sand. The wet, clumpy sand. No, thanks. Leave. You know what? They're too good. Yeah. They've gone to heaven. Wow. Yeah. Where they get to hang out with God. Yeah. Jesus. And that little girl that loves God and Jesus and Mary. The blonde woman from from Jaws 2? She was a girl, but yeah. Sure. The blonde girl. She's a woman now. She's dead. She's in heaven. We don't know that. When you go to heaven, you return to your child form because it's the most pure. That's that feels weird. Josh, to me. we read the Bible between. It's true. We watching did pour the... over the New Testament, and there are actually a, I, I didn't realize there's a lot of references in Christianity to sharks and shark attacks. Yeah, yeah, and Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, in my mind, both Roy Scheider and Andy, mm. they're both in heaven. Up there at the angels. And and Jesus and God yeah. and the, the little girl. What if like Andy like overdosed a few years after the movie? Yeah. He was all, he he just his career ended in eighty. I'm not even talking about what Gary Sprinter or whatever his name was. Gary Springer. Springer? What's that show? Jerry Springer. Yeah, isn't that weird? No. Is the show Jerry Springer weird? No, but the fact that Gary Springer is also a real person. Uh no. I don't think it's that weird. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it wasn't weird. Fuck. I thought it might have been weird. This movie could have used some weirdness. And, like, you know, there's a great... Uh, John Malkovich in Deepwater Horizon plays, like, a nefarious, like, mm. Cajun guy, and it's so sick. You're saying we needed a cameo. Well, I'm saying we needed some shot of life to this. And I thought that we Louis Gossett Jr., but his character is just very underwhelming and uninteresting and doesn't really give us, like... I wanted something... Again, there isn't really a clear antagonist in this, where there's, like, greed and selfishness, but nothing that really manifests itself as anything that crazy. It just mm. seems like they have this stupid narrative out of the of the mama shark just being in there, yeah, which, which we don't even understand. Dumb. It we makes don't no understand sense. space. Um, it's a trash ass movie. We got to watch Jaws four. We do. Which, I mean, it's called the Revenge. Who do I mean, think? I'm saying when will it end? At this point, I, I'm I would be astonished if Jaws four can pull out of this nosedive. Yeah, it would be very hard. But it is a whole new crew. If it's a whole new crew, that's a little heartening. Because I think that the, the, what we learned from Jaws 2, you actually can make a lot of meat even out of that basic premise. Yeah. Um, which which was not fully delivered on in Jaws. Yeah. Jaws 3 tries to think big, like a Shrek 4, I would say, tries to swing big with like a sea world, which is like a good idea on paper, and ends up being a sort of a wet fart. You know what? I've decided I do not like amusement park movies. Wow. I haven't. I have not seen one that I liked. Fascinating. Yeah, and I think this is just one more, like Westworld, bad. Jurassic Park, terrible. Yeah. And now we got You're Jaws, cool. Jaws 3D taking place in Westworld or World World of Seas. World West. Okay, so yeah. looking into Jaws 4, what are things that you think might make like, salvage this series at this point? I'm scared. Every time we say something, it happens. I say tropical. I say we're going to get out of America entirely, finally. That's we're going to get way off the East Coast. We're going to go somewhere tropical. That's because, my prediction. Because you love Serenity so much. I really just want this to be Serenity. Do you think this just turns into Serenity? I mean, if you think about the tuna named Justice as a shark, Serenity could very well be Jaws 5. Better than Jaws 3. Serenity is an amazing movie, and I will go to bat for it all day. Right. That's a movie that has a wow factor without a doubt. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's my prediction. Okay, I, would say, I, I want this to be over. I'm sad we have to watch another Jaws movie. Yeah. I'm hoping we get off the aisle, off the off the continent, and go somewhere new. We're watching Lost. I don't want to watch Lost either. Or just, that's a common phrase. I just thought you might have been watching it. No, no. No, but give, give me your forecast here. All right. So based, I know what the cover of the Blu-ray looks like. Is it another lie? 
maybe. And yeah. I know it's called The Revenge. So it has a, a blonde woman on the cover. And here's my pitch. Okay. Mike gets... So they end up going to Venezuela. Okay. Because she realizes that she doesn't want to work for this company anymore and she's done with America. And they decide to take a boat from Florida to Venezuela. And on the boat right across... Right? Venezuela's in South America... Or in Central yeah, America. Yeah, okay. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they, they boat to Venezuela and on the boat trip, Mike is eaten by a shark. Wow. And she... Linda Hamilton's up. Wow. To get the shark. Fuck yeah. That sounds sick. Yeah. I'm excited. I do like a Jaws at... I mean, ironically, a Jaws at Sea movie sounds awesome. That's basically what Deep Blue Sea is. Wait, that's what Jaws... That's no, but like, no, entirely that's set yeah. in the ocean. That'd entirely. Cool. No land. No land. That's... Oh my God. Here's so, my picture of Jaws 4. No land. That's a great... That's yeah. a great premise because so far we've been... Jaws 2, I think, has worked the best because there have been the most scenes without land. Right, totally. If we see the correlation, if we were to graph it, yeah, percentage of movies where you can see the land, Jaws two lowest, best bestness, lowest bestness. That's it. That's the correlation. We got the ratio. We got the ratio. So if we get land to zero, yeah, we get the bestest movie. Oh fuck, we figured it out. We figured it out. And call Spielberg. Call Spielberg. Get, get him on the line. Uh, this is when will it end? And uh, you know, all boys are different. <laughs> And, uh, you know, tune in next time as we, we come to what I hope, I pray, is the... Halting conclusion. Oh, God, yeah. Jaws 3 Blue, no surprises at this point in the podcast, but Jesus, don't see it. Jaws 4, I don't know. I'm going into this. I'm happy to do it with a friend. <laughs> We're kind of like P.H. Uh, Moriarty and the snooty photographer. I love guy, it. Wait, wait, uh, wait, can I say, you are definitely P.H. Moriarty. Thank you. Yeah, I'm yeah. definitely the sort of... Snooty photographer yeah. guy who yeah. dies of his own arrogance. Yeah, but saves the day in the end. <laughs>